Then with the whole Vinny Palermo, and he was uh, vacated from that seat, and the vacancy came up. I heard about I was, that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think a few people did, right? Yeah. All right. Excited to have a Latino community leader and a member of the LULAC organization on OMAPOD who's going to give us a real insider look at the District 4 city council race that just finished last week. He was a candidate, just to let you guys know, so he has a perspective, and we're excited to hear that. And welcome to the show, Eric Surveyon. Eric, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. When I heard that there hadn't been a Latino member from South Omaha. That really was head-scratching, first of all. But then also just right. the scandal. It makes South Omaha look bad, frankly, and it's a shame outside and, and, of that. No, you're absolutely right. And Tony, thank you for pointing that out, because one of the pillars that in my interview for the city council that I told them, one of my three priorities was rebuilding the trust, because there was trust broken. That's just the truth. And I made that opposition. And it made Omaha look bad, too. And South O means a lot mm -hmm. to me. I used to live right over the border, technically, in Bellevue. But I'd see Vinnie Palermo uh, yeah, around right. and signs and all yeah. that. Take us behind the scenes from your perspective. Palermo sure. is put into prison or jail or yeah. holding on yeah. trial. And real quick, before I forget, too, a disclaimer to the audience. I have reached out to Mr. Ron Hug. I just uh, I have not heard back, but he has an open door to come on. And congratulations to him before we move further. But so Palermo's arrested, indicted. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing from some of your contemporaries and friends? Are you got in the back of your mind? This could be a good opportunity for me. How do you get into the position to put your name and your hat in the ring? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. And by the way, I do hope Ron does take you up on your offer. Me too. Um, so you see this coming, right? Because you think, okay, you're looking at the news, you're seeing, okay, the judge is not going to release him. He's yeah. going to stay while, while they're waiting trial. And of course, I'm a big believer in innocence or proven guilty and let the justice system do its thing. But then you start feeling like, okay, he's not going to be getting out and he's running up against this three month you know, deadline where he keeps missing meetings and people are saying, okay, there's going to be a vacancy. And what happens really behind the scenes is the different groups start talking and they start talking to each other, whether it's Democrat, Republican, progressive, conservative, the friends start talking and be like, hey, there's going to be an opportunity to take on this role. Who are the viable candidates out there? And then with those conversations, names start popping out. And I was one of the names that, that got thrown out there. And I got approached by a couple of different folks, one that was on the Latino side of the community and one that was on the Democrat side. Like, hey, Eric, you, you do your part. Uh, you have the experience, you got the pedigree, why don't you put your name in here? Just when you thought uh, you were out, they pulled you back in. <laughs> and then that's when they keep texting you and calling you, and, and, and both of them are were, were friends, right? And they keep trying to convince you to think, hey, you're the best person for this role. Uh, and then that's when one of them gave me that factoid about the Latino side of it all, and, uh, and that's really what flipped my mind. And then, so what happens there is, and, and this is what I did, who, who knows what the other four candidates did, but... I started engaging with the council folks. I started saying, hey, I'm interested. My first email to them was, hey, I'm interested to all of them. I'm interested. I would just want to learn more. Before I officially put my name in, I want to learn more. A listening uh, tour or an exploratory yeah, committee of right. one in your case. Exactly. Because I, I want to I really understand how the sausage is made. Yeah. Because uh, I could throw out, like, sure, the city council is responsible for the charter and ordinances and liquor licenses. Everybody knows that. TIF and taxes and such. 
But how is the actual process done? What is the dynamic of the council? Those are things that you do have to consider if you want to run for an office. And I encourage people to run for office, by the way. But you have to consider those things because you don't want to go into a dynamic that's not going to be productive to who you are and what whatever service that you want to do for your community. Some of them took me up on that offer. Some of them didn't. And then you have those conversations. I'm like, okay, this seems like it could be it, it's a good spot to do some good. What surprised um, but, you in those conversations? Was there anything that really struck you or that you just weren't expecting a city council person to say? You don't have to say who, but what was your right. take on that process? Yeah, what really surprised me is how how in sync everybody seemed to be. They have a good, what, what it seems like from the outside, of course. Sure. It seems they, they have good open lines of communication between each other. They're really about keeping the peace and and being able to come to some agreements and not rocking the boat. That's something that I kept hearing over and over. I'm looking for somebody, I won't name names, but multiple were like, I'm looking for somebody that can get along with the other council members. And so that really surprised me. I, I really did think that it was going to be more partisan. The yeah. three Democrats never talk and the three Republicans never talk, right? And it didn't seem that way, which is both encouraging and not, depending on what take you want to take. Yeah. And so I thought that was cool. And then that surprised me. And then so you do those listening tours and you decide, OK, I'm going to officially put my hand in the ring. And then from there, you go back to these council members. OK, I'm officially in. Now, can I try to convince you? Can I have that coffee so you can learn more about me? I can learn more about you. And I can really throw my hand in the ring of why you should select me. And just so our listeners understand, in the when Vinny Palermo was put in into jail and before trial and oh. all this, the and then he missed X number of meetings, and then that goes to the city council. So what Eric's telling us is the people voting for Palermo's replacement were the city council. That was your electorate, was the it, city it, council. It, it, it was. Great point. Great point for the audience to know that because it was these six council members that were the deciding factor on this. And so those are the ones you got to convince when you think about what you have to do to win this seat. When you start really getting competitive and into it, the game is three votes plus one, four votes, right? Yep. That's all you have to do. Get to four votes and that's all that matters. Get to four votes, however, however way you slice it. And that's who's going to be the next council member. So I had those conversations. Some of the council members were digging what I was putting down. Some of the council members were not. Did and you sense any changes in anyone you'd talked to before you were an official candidate that after you were in just was colder to you or less responsive or what, was it pretty much the same or what was the difference after you were formally in? Yeah, that's a great question because something that I noticed, again, across the board, they were very in sync on this. Across the board, they were very neutral. They did not give me anything in these meetings. Wow. They, they, which is just so interesting. And this is how the sausage is made for the listeners to understand. This is how the sausage is made. In those meetings is where you can really get to know the council members and they can get to know you in these very specific situations. And they wouldn't tip their hat one way or another versus I'm not really your vote or I'm going to vote for you. But to their credit, they were very neutral in that respect. But that was definitely a, a kind of a light switch that got turned on. They turned very neutral, very quick throughout the whole process. How long uh, would each meeting go, for instance? What was, say, the longest? What was the shortest? Uh, what was average? The average was 30 minutes. Okay. okay. 30 minutes was the average. I mean, there's city council folks, right? And they got yeah. so many other things to take care of. Sure. This is one agenda item on, on many. 
But the longest was an hour. And I do appreciate those council members that did give me that full time for me to really let them know who I am as a person. Fascinating. And then what was the time frame between the end of your formal meetings and the vote? They had the public interviews, which any of your listeners can go and check out on the city website. They had the public interviews the Thursday before the September 12th vote. So on September 7th, they had public interviews of the five finalists. Five finalists, they all had, if I remember correctly, it was uh, 30 minutes each to answer eight questions. And we all answered them. And then from there, from that Thursday, that following Tuesday, the 12th, is when they voted. And then let me go back just a little bit. Before that interview, it was about a month that the application link was live for people to submit. And then my understanding was that 12 ended up submitting. And through that month, they whittled it down to the five, then from the five to the one. And of the five, were you familiar with all the players? Were you surprised or was this kind of expected? What were you hearing from your circles before it got to that point? And what was your gut feeling on how it was looking for your chances? I'll be transparent and frank, really. The 12 that applied, most of them were known quantities. There were a couple that were newer players. You got people like Mark Martinez, who has an impressive resume. The way I I told it to people is he's basically the resume I'm going to have like in 20 years. (laughs) And and, but he wasn't chosen. And that's, that's what blew my mind is that he didn't get chosen as a finalist, which is I'll let other people discuss why that was, but that did surprise me. And then you had several neighborhood association folks, which, you know, they do their part to make our community stronger. But then with the five finalists, it was four known actors plus one. And what I mean by that, you had Rebecca Barrientos Patlan. She's actually run for this seat three times on the Republican side or as a Republican though, of course, officially nonpartisan race. Sure. You're right. Um, <laughs> and so she served the community for so long. I just had dinner with her last night, actually. I don't agree with her ideologically, and I told this to her. I don't agree with her ideologically or a lot of her positions, but damn it, she has a heart for the community. And that was 100% true. And that's something I can respect, regardless sure. of party. So she, there was one, and then there's Gary Gurgan, who served about 12 years, I want to say, on the city council before a Democrat. And then there was Terry Blackburn, who worked for the mayor for a little while. She's over at Lord Lord of Hosts now doing their social media, black woman, Republican. And I actually knew her. We served on a different board uh, a while back. And then there was Ron Hug, who I knew because I've seen the the yard signs around there because he served on the Metro board. But I'll be be honest, I I was surprised that that was a, a finalist pick. And which even surprises me even more so that was the person that ended up getting picked. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think he was surprised too. And that's what struck me as the yeah. just kind of impartial person w- w- observing yeah. this. And why I reached out to interview him the next day was he was like, I was surprised to get this. I was yeah. like, that's I kind of, that too. yeah, I was like, that's an odd thing you don't normally hear for a pretty significant local political office. That was, I- Yeah, no, I was super surprised by that too. When I saw that quote in one of the articles, I'm like, really, you were surprised? If you're a finalist, at least they think you got something to bring to the table. Yeah, that was interesting. And so when you go the night of the election, are you hearing rumors of things or thinking, okay, I'm pretty sure I got this person or do you have no sense of it? Or what was the feeling like walking in election night to the chamber? So that's a really good question. And so... It's really the 
it's the oddest thing, right? You hear it's basically a mass of rumors that help you suss out where the council members stand. It's like if you're hearing from multiple people, hey, I think this person is in your corner. Because again, the council members themselves, they do a great job of not, they hold their cards to their chest really tightly. So going into the, the vote, I knew from all those massive rumors and hearsay, and I had a pretty strong confidence that I had the three Democrats in my corner. And in that first vote, they, the three Democrats voted in my favor. And then the three Republicans went up for Terry Blackburn. And so that was the start of, of a very unique process that played out. But yeah, going into it, I was feeling pretty confident. I was even emailing my friends and supporters and South Omaha folks. I was like, hey, I think I actually got a shot here. I need one of the Republicans to vote their conscience. And I say that term intentionally. I want them to vote their conscience and pick the person that would be a great representative on the council because I was feeling that I had a really good shot. So yeah, you, you do hear. You hear the rumors and all the words being said, and you can have an idea. And so then, as you alluded to the process, you've now yeah. deadlocked at 3-3, and then are you thinking, okay, it's the next one? Tell us about right. the process. So, so Tony, that was a very surreal experience for me. And so you walk into the legislative chambers, which are located at the city county building downtown, and you walk in there and it's very quiet. Everybody knows it's maybe half full of the chamber, so 25 folks. And you walk in there for the vote and everybody sits down. We do the Pledge of Allegiance. We, we kick off the meeting. The first agenda item is to do the vote. And it was so quiet. You can hear a pen drop and the city clerk says, okay, we're going to do this by ballot, written ballot. They pass it out. And everything I'm about to explain to you happened in maybe three to four minutes, three to four minutes tops. And maybe some of your listeners watch the process live. And they pass out five, the, the six pieces of paper. They all write down immediately. There's no delay. Everybody knew who they were voting for, right, in that first round. And they pass it back to the clerk says, hey, there's no majority, three, three, Eric Terry. And then immediately she says another round, but she passes the papers out again. Immediately they all write down. And again, this is all very quiet. Everybody's saying very quiet. People holding their breath. They write down immediately, pass them back. Again, no majority, three for Ron, three for Terry Blackburn. Three Democrats for Ron, three Republicans for Terry. And they say who voted for who. And then that's where I was thinking, uh-oh, what's going on here? They just had just one vote one round of voting for me, and then they immediately flipped in the second vote yeah. to the next person. And then again, it cannot stress this enough. This seemed like a little play that was happening in front of us. They were all spotlighted, everybody, the audience was quiet and just observing this happen, this theater, if you will, happen. And then, so they say no majority, they pass out pieces of paper one more time, and they immediately, all of them immediately, right? The next name that they have on their list turned in, six zero for Ron Hug. <laughs> and right, and it's less than four minutes. This happened so quickly and quietly. And, and there was no conversation between the council members during this process, which tells me that, okay, the decision was made before anybody sat down. Yeah. How this is gonna go. That, that's what I'm trying to infer. And I'm just gonna say the darn thing, right? And we're looking around and that's it. The vote's done. And the two, the, the vice chair and the chair both say a couple good words, how everybody was a great candidate. Congratulations to Ron. And they move on to the next agenda item. And we're just sitting there. Ron Hug is celebrating as, as he should, as, as anybody would have. 
but people are looking around. This was not what we were expecting. Like like we said earlier, even Ron wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Even I definitely was not expecting how it all went down. And at the end of the day, we go, we leave, I leave the chamber and some of my supporters follow me and it's just condolences and, and thank you for running. And, and that's it. Yeah, you go, you know, I went to work because I had taken time off to be there. I go to work and, and just continue on with life, except which we'll probably talk about next. There's been a lot of blowback now. Yeah. Incredible. Almost a Shakespearean thing. And did you send any or did you fire off anything to city council <laughs> members or to start a draft and just not send it? Or was it uh, to just shock in the <laughs> aftermath? It was shock. It was shock because I, I was just not expecting it to go down that way. I'm always, whenever I enter a race, even and I have the same mentality for this one, I'm ready to lose. I am open to the fact that I might not win this election, this vote, this whatever. And I get that. But then you start thinking about the process of it all that really starts making you question things. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, how does it go from 3-0, 3-3, and then all of a sudden, after just one round of voting, then it gets flipped. Then after a third one, now you're anonymous without even saying a word to each other like that. Then I thought, oh, man, that really bugged me, that process, how that went down. And to be fair, I'm going to be appreciative of the three Democratic council members who did vote for me in that first round. I wish they could have held the line just a little bit more there, but I'm sure they had their reasons and they can explain for themselves. But I also started getting a lot of Latinos specifically. Latinos that were, regardless of party, Republican Latinos, Democrat Latinos, old Latinos, new Latinos, younger Latinos, affluent Latinos, working class Latinos. It really was across the board. And they're all telling me, Eric, this was messed up. Our voice was excluded in this vote. They had a choice between a Latino Democrat or a Latina Republican, and they went with Ron Hug. And I'm like, I get it. We're all upset. And they're like, Eric, aren't you upset? I'm like, heck yeah, I'm upset. Not upset that I lost. I'm always down to lose in anything I compete in. I'm a very competitive person. But if I lose fair and square, I will never complain. But this, again, denied the proper representation. District 4 is 53% Latino majority latino combining with the fact that we said earlier about never been on the latino never on the council it's if this wasn't the moment for them to do they could have had this historic vote to advance representation in omaha nebraska and and they couldn't get it done eric survey on thank you very much sir tony thank you so much for having me i'll be back 